Welcome to the Leadership Lion Podcast, Episode 2, Current Speed, 56 miles per hour. Uh, it is pouring rain like kitties and doggies out, so if this thing's all staticky, I apologize, I'll listen to it before I post it, and I may have to scrap it, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, I want to talk just for a minute about where I'm at in my career and uh, where I've been in my career and, and some of the key things that I feel got me where I'm at. I started uh, in the skilled trades. I started an apprenticeship in the year 2000. It was a four-year apprenticeship where you go to school at night and then you, but you also work during the day. So it's kind of that combined experience of going to school and uh, working 40 hours a week during the day. And it's, it's it's a commitment. It's a lot to uh, work a day and then uh, have you know, a four-hour class at night. But it's not terrible. It goes by pretty quick, actually, the four years do. Because you're always increasing in pay and you always have that incentive looking forward to becoming a journeyman and just being able to advance your career. But I started in 2000. I uh, did a four-year apprenticeship and I tested out in 2004. I uh, became a journeyman. Uh, I worked as a journeyman for a number of years and moved into being a foreman. And I was a foreman for a lot of years where I ran projects. And then I moved into a project manager position. And currently I'm a senior project manager and a, a part owner of the company that I work for. So it's been a good ride. I think it's uh, it's really amazing when you look back at, you know, I did okay in high school, and then beyond that, I was a college dropout before I started the apprenticeship. And so to look where you can go with a career in the skill in the skilled trades is is uh, pretty impressive. I think it's too often talk to uh, kids that are in high school and the first word is where are you going to college it's the first thing that they're asked is where are you going to go to college it's not hey what are your plans it's it's a foregone conclusion that they are they have to go to college and they're going to go to college and I don't think we're asking kids enough hey what are your plans military skilled trade or uh, just working your way up through a company, you know, none of those things require college. And we got kids that are so saddled with debt right now because they felt like they had to go to college. No clue what they wanted to do with their life, but hey, they went to college. And uh, that's unfortunate that a kid can come out of, with a liberal arts degree or, or some other useless degree $80,000 in debt and even if they got their dream job in their field they're never going to be able to pay back that money that they took out in in loans so anyway that's my rant that's a, a pet peeve of mine that the skilled trades are not pushed 
hard enough. I'll circle back on that before we end. But, uh, you know, when I started my apprenticeship, I had a certain skill set that I brought with me. You know, as, like I said, as a college dropout, and, uh, you know, I'm a decently smart guy, but I it was what it was when I started my apprenticeship. But one thing that I always held on to is you know, control your controllables. It's a saying I have, you know, there's things that are out of your control and you don't worry about those things, but the things that are in your control, those are your controllables. If you look to control those things, that's the best you can ask for. So one of my controllables that I've always been able to control, has always been uh, something I've been able to use for me is my work ethic. I always tell my kids that nobody will outwork us. It's our, you know, it's, not, it's our family motto, so to speak. And that was what I've always held to through the skilled trades, through my apprenticeship. Is I may not be the smartest guy, but no one will outwork me. And so I can show up work to, to work early. I can be the first one back to work after lunch, and I can stay late because no one can outwork me and that's just a mindset that I've always had and uh, you know here it is I had a 13 hour day today myself and you know I'm salary now so I don't get paid for anything past eight hours but guess what no one's gonna outwork me period and that's something I always held to I always held to that that uh, I would be the hardest working person on the job site Another thing I held to is that if there's a nasty project, if there's a nasty task, bring it on, I'll do it. And so, you know, I was known, hey, there's a crappy job, hey, this kid will do it. And so I think that set me apart from people because I wasn't going to complain, I wasn't going to... Uh, you know, try to get out of doing the hard part of our job. And so I think that uh, that set me apart from the average worker that they knew that uh, they could give me, you know, the garbage work. And now looking back, that really allows me to, you know, to meet someone on their level and say, hey, you know what, I've been there. Because I'm not asking you to do something that I haven't done. And I don't think that uh, I don't think the current generation of young adults has that same same mindset as a whole. I mean, there's good there's good kids, trust me. But you know, as a whole, I, I see it more of a "Hey, what can you do for me?" type mentality that uh, people coming into the workforce have rather than them asking, hey, what can I do to set myself apart? What can I do to be the hardest worker on this job site or in this office? I'd like to see more of that. I think that's uh, what employers are looking for. That's what owners are looking for. They're looking for that dependability, knowing that 
uh, someone's going to come in every day and ask for the hard projects and they'll be the hardest working person there. But uh, just in general, with the skilled trades, I said I wanted to come back to it, but you know, the United States has a, an extreme shortage of skilled trade workers right now. The, just the industry that I'm in, the amount of work that we take on is directly limited to the amount of qualified workers that we have. We need more journeymen workers. We need more foremen. We need more project managers. We need qualified ones. And we're not trending that way with telling kids that, hey, you got to go to college, that a skilled trade is, you know, for people that dropped out of college like me. But here's, here's the, uh, here's the hidden truth of it. The average skilled trade worker makes more money than the average person with a college degree. An electrician, a plumber, an HVAC person, those are now six-figure jobs. And we have kids that are going to school and coming out of college with $80,000 in debt with a maximum earning potential of 50 or 55 or $60,000. And I think it's, it's, it's wrong for us to steer kids to college without giving them this option. I think that guidance counselors in schools need to play a part in it. I think a society in general needs to not uh, frown on the, the blue-collar worker. And I mean, it's, it's a respected profession that opens so many doors. I mean, for me, I started out digging ditches, doing the grunt work, and am now a part owner of the company that I work for, and I'm a college dropout. And I'm not a smart guy. I'm not smarter than anybody else, but I did have that attitude every day that I'll do the hard stuff and I'm going to work harder than every, anybody else. So, anyway, that's my take on a couple things. Be the hardest worker, ask for the hardest tasks, and uh, there's no shame. I mean, it's not even the fact that there's no shame in a blue-collar job. It's that it's a, a hidden nugget, a hidden gem to be able to bypass college and have a career that is going to be in huge demand. It's in Skilled trade workers are in huge demand right now, but the demand in the next 10 years is going to be unreal. And it's a problem. It's a problem that America is going to have to face because infrastructure and construction is going to be directly limited by the amount of skilled workers that we have and we can produce. Anyway, that's all I've got. I did, uh, this weekend I stopped in at a, uh, watched a jiu-jitsu class. I haven't been on the mat for 10 years. 
I was training a couple days a week and when we had a, our middle child, I stopped and he's nine and a half. So it's going to be almost 10 years since I've been on the mat. But uh, it's about to change. I'm going to work it out where I can spend at least one day a week uh, rolling and getting back into the swing of things. So I miss it and I think I need it in my life because I'm old, fat. I'm just going to get older and fatter unless I do something about it. So we'll see. I'll have some things to say about that. I'll do my first uh, class in 10 years here, maybe maybe next week. And then I'll be sore for a month probably after that. But I'm excited. I'm a huge believer in the, the benefits of jiu-jitsu and what it can bring to you physically and mentally, just being a stress relief. But just also what it does for your body. It's just, you know, it's like the fountain of youth. It, it uh, keeps you limber, keeps your body moving. So good for your agility and coordination. And, uh, I'm ready. I need it. Anyway, that's all I got. Drive safe and Lord bless.